Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Corner. I am Nick. I'm Cameron. How's it going, buddy? Good. You? Good. Another episode of uh, Book of Bubba Fat in the books, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> A little play on words. <laughs> How did you like the episode all in all? Uh, It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretty good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Still not much Boba Fett. Nope. Bubba Fett was in it for all of two seconds and didn't have a single word. He nodded <laughs> twice, once at Mando and once at Finnick Shan. And that was it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not much of a Bubba Fett show now, right? No. He had, like, what, the first three episodes were very Bubba Fett um, backstory, basically. And now it's turned into Mandalorian 2.0. Yep, basically. Yeah, this was a fun episode, though. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we got a lot of Luke Skywalker and Grogu. Which is pretty cool, in my opinion. Um, yeah, let's jump right into it, okay? Uh, so the episode starts out, we see Marshall Vance for the first time since uh, he helped with the Crate Dragon. In episode one and season two of Mandalorian. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so this is the first time we've seen him since. Um, and he takes down some pike runners, basically, right? Yeah. They're, they're distributing, uh, what is it called again? Spice. Uh, spice, yeah. Um, having an off day, so you're gonna have to help me out with a bunch <laughs> of stuff here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they're running spice, and Marshall Vance shoots a couple down. Um, one of them gets away with his life, basically. Um, yeah, and we also get to see uh, some Jawas with <laughs> the skull of the crate dragon that was taken down, and we also see the rib cage of the crate dragon in the bar kind of thing. Yeah, the little cantina that yeah. he. Kind of owns it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. A little bit of a callback, right? Mm. And that's a lot of this episode has a bunch, like a bunch of callbacks to early Star Wars, to different episodes of Mandalorian. So that was pretty fun. Uh, from there, we see uh, Mando uh, landing on what I can only assume to be the forest moon of Endar. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't specify, no. right? Just very green planet. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I was, I want, I want to know what it is. Cause yeah, I don't know if it's Endar to be honest now that I think about it, because we don't see the little Ewoks ever. And, um, but yeah, he arrives there. R2 shows him to a spot with, uh, where they're building Luke Skywalker's school, right? Yeah. yeah. With different kind of droids. Yeah. Little ant droids that are building it. Um, and he yells out, he's like, is anybody alive? And well, R2 shuts off. Yeah, R2 shuts <laughs> off in front of it, which we later find out that he's not even actually shut off, right? Yeah. Because when Ahsoka shows up, he doesn't boot back up, but he, like, responds uh, to yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So we get to see R2 again, which is always fun. Everybody loves R2. Um, but, yeah, he's at the Skywalker School, right? It's being built. Um, and he kind of just hangs out. Right, they build him a bench, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but like, it kind of seems like this whole thing was planned, right? Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, we learned later, like Ahsoka said, because later, skipping ahead a little bit, uh, Ahsoka says to Luke that I told you he would be here. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, she says like the bond between them is very strong between Grogu and Mando. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about Luke and his teachings a little bit. Uh, I want to say first that the CGI is incredible, in my opinion. I know there's probably people on the internet or wherever that are hating on it, like, I'll oh, just recast him or whatever. But to me, like, that is 
beautiful. I, I I liked it when he arrived in the Mandalorian, last episode of the Mandalorian. Obviously, it was a little like stale, emotionless, but th- they've done an incredible job with the technology. I think. Uh, so he's teaching Grogu in the ways of the Force, um, and he's keeps calling back to teachings of Yoda. Right? Yeah. He's like he even says he's like you remind me of my master. He was of your species essentially. Um, and he even uses like uh, phrasing from Yoda. He's like, uh, size matters not, which is something Yoda said to him. And then later he's like, uh, don't try, just do. Yeah. Which is like, do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you, how do you feel about him teaching Grogu? Uh, I mean, I liked it, but I, I mean, he kept basically treating him like a mini Yoda. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's kind of dark. Like, I don't know. He kept, like, putting him down a little bit, it seemed like. He'd be like, no, don't do that. Do this. No, don't do that. And, like, that was kind of weird to me. Like, that's kind of bad teaching. But um, something uh, Ahsoka says to Mando is that uh, Grogu is the first student of Luke's school. But we know that's not true, right? Yeah, that's Ben Solo. That's supposed to be the first student. Well, I think Leia is his oh, first yeah. student. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about his training because uh, he uses the little battle droid. What is it? The little ball? Uh, I don't know. I just call it a training droid. Training droid. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, and it zaps him just like it did the Luke when Luke oh. first used it. Um, and he's like teaching him how to jump, and he's in the uh, he's like uh, Grogu is jumping around on these rocks as he's being chased by the droid. And it's very similar to how Yoda would jump around during his lightsaber battle with uh, Count Dooku. Yeah. It's a lot of like a lot of flipping and like up and down, up and down, a lot of flips. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. Mm. It's like almost inherent. Uh, yeah. And Luke, uh, again, talking to Ahsoka is like, ah- Ahsoka's like, you're doing a great job training him. And he's like, I'm, it's not really me training him as much as it is him remembering. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, too, because uh, Luke kind of taps into his brain, gives him like a little bit of a flashback where he sees Order 66 being executed, right? Right in front of his uh, his three Jedi did. Yeah. How, uh, what what did you think about that whole thing? Because it's obviously leading up to how Grogu escaped, right? That's the burning question everybody has. They're going to give it to us eventually. Uh. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad they gave us more backstory and showed us what what happened. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea of how he escaped or anything? Mm, I mean, maybe someone got him, but I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, somebody I, said something about a librarian. Oh yeah, uh, that was in Clone Wars. Uh, that there's a librarian. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She talks to Obi Wan. I think it. Okay. Do you think that's a possibility? or mm, No, I don't <laughs> think she would be in that room. I think she would still be in her library or dead. Okay, yeah, because I saw somebody like posted something um, about like a comic book article, essentially, that shows her alive after Order 66 is executed and stuff, but there's no like mention of Grogu, obviously, because yeah. there never was. It's <laughs> <laughs> a totally new character that they have to like build a backstory and explain all this stuff for, which is, I think they're doing a great job. 
Um, I think that flashback was pretty, pretty neat. Um, because yeah, I, yeah, I think just that is pretty cool. And like, you know, Grogu, um, being afraid of like tapping back into the force, but now is kind of retraining in it. And, uh, kind of like Luke said, he's just remembering pretty neat. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, Obviously, he's tiny still, so it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> See him do so many like flips as some little tiny creature. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, um, skipping right basically to the end. He, well, I guess, I guess it's right around the same time. Uh, Mando shows up, says what up to Ahsoka. Um, basically, says like I'm here to deliver this chainmail to him. Um, we didn't even know it was chainmail yet, to be honest, but, uh, we all kind of assumed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ahsoka kind of treats him on that, that whole encounter where they're talking. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I want to go see Grogu. And she's like, well, does Grogu want to see you? And like, are you doing this for yourself? Is he a Padawan or is he a foundling? I didn't really care for that scene just because like, it was just her playing devil's advocate. Um, I don't know. It was just weird to me. Didn't feel organic enough, I guess. Just felt like it felt it felt weird. Yeah, it felt weird, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was just like a plot device to be like, oh, it towards the end where Grogu has to make the decision. I think it was just building to that, like that it's not Mando's decision, it's not Ahsoka's, it's not Luke's, it's all Grogu's decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, which uh, uh, Luke is talking to Ahsoka and he says Grogu's heart isn't in the training, right? Yeah, he sometimes wonders if. His heart is in the training. Yeah. And, uh, oh, on, um, well, actually, I'll talk about that in a second. But, um, yeah, his heart not being in the training. Um, geez, I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she, uh, she mentions a few times, like, Luke being, like, Anakin, right? Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Obviously, everybody else did, too. Where, like, uh, she first sees Mando, and she's like, oh, I'm a... Friend of the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think every nerd out there was just like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was a good uh, good episode for, like, all those callbacks, you know. I think that they really jammed them in. And, <laughs> like, even the training montage where Luke is running with Grogu on his back. Which is basically a, a recreation of Yoda on his back. Yeah, they even do the front flip. <laughs> so funny. Um yeah, so the only other thing I have really about that whole thing um, was l- right at the end of that conversation before Soka leaves, um, he asks, like, what should I do? And he's he's kind of uncertain about his path, right? Yeah. And that was always something in the original trilogy that, like, kept him b- between good and bad, between the Jedi and the Sith. Sith, was, like, that he always questioned himself. And Jedi's don't question themselves. Siths don't question themselves. Um, so that's it. Was kind of it was neat that he's still doing that even now. And we obviously know that with the Ray saga, it's those questioning of himself that leads to his inevitable fall. So yeah. it's good that they kept those character traits continuing even yeah. even now, um, even in the small dose. You just catch it right there at the end. But it was nice to see. Um, yeah, and so that brings us to uh, Mando jumping ship. Grogu sees him. He's kind of like reaches out for him, but 
can't do anything about it. Um, and he goes back to Tatooine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we get a little bit of Finnick Shan explaining um, what is necessary in order to defeat the Pikes, essentially, right? Yeah. And Boba Fat is standing there, gives two head nods, not a single word. <laughs> uh, what do you? Th- did you care for that scene? Like it didn't seem natural no. either, right? You know, it, I felt like they just put it in there for. I don't. It just didn't feel like they should have put it in there. There was like no need for it because it was basically two seconds. There was no need for it. Yeah, and like the whole thing is just so Mando can be like. Oh, I can get us more foot soldiers for this war. Yeah. But then he just goes sees the marshal. Well, that's yeah. a small group of foot soldiers. <laughs> so that was odd. It, it, like that was his decision was to like, oh, I'll go see the marshal. Yeah. Yeah. And when he does go to the marshal and leaves, uh, we get to see a new bounty hunter that we haven't seen in the live action Star Wars series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Cod Bane. Cod Bane. Ta- tell me some more about Cod Bane. See, this is new to me. I haven't seen the animated stuff. Uh, I only saw a little bit of him in the animated stuff, but uh, I do know that he ha- does have some run-ins with Boba Fett in there, and he is very skilled yeah. uh, as a bounty hunter. Yeah. Uh, there's not much because I haven't gotten too far, but I have <laughs> seen him in action, which is pretty cool. Yeah, He so he comes in off the dusty trail, right? <laughs> we get this... Uh, old western showdown between him and the marshal gets that vibe kind yeah. of they have like a, a little bit of words um some of the words that i picked up on uh the cod bane says to the marshal he's like you should have never given up the armor yeah and like how is that knowledge like given to cod bane because he has he been around on tatooine has he like did he just assume that uh boba fat was dead and uh it's kind of odd right yeah, unless uh, there's someone else working with the Pikes that does know that he gave up the armor, but yeah. it seems like it's too small of like an area though yeah. to like make an impact like that. Where this big time bounty hunter, I mean, maybe he has seen, uh, maybe he has crossed paths with uh, uh, Cobb before, but maybe. he hasn't seen him. Yeah, and he's seen the armor. Right, and just walked off. Yeah, and then now he sees Boba Fett and. He has the armor back. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. So, yeah, he shows up on behalf of the Pikes and is like, don't join this war or it'll be your doom, basically, yeah. right? And uh, Marshall Vance has a new deputy <laughs> who tries to tries to interact too early, right? Yep. He gets an itchy trigger finger, and because of that... Um, he gets shot too many times. Yeah, he's definitely dead. But I don't think the marshal's dead. The no. marshal takes one. It looks like kind of to the shoulder, but then he's holding his side. So maybe he got it to his side, but yeah. I don't think he's dead. I don't think so either. He's probably just going to be pretty wounded. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, rewinding a little bit there. Um, Mando goes and asks the marshal and his people to join this fight. The marshal and his people say, like, it's not our fight, but we'll, like, hold the meeting and let the people decide, right? Yeah. Um, and now that the marshal got shot, the deputy's dead. It seems like that's the cannon fodder that uh, the people need to join this fight. So it's kind of like it almost worked in reverse for Cod Bane, where he like told them don't join. But now that he assaulted them, they're like, well, now we're definitely going to join, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, Cod Bane is a scary looking dude, huh? <laughs> mm. Faster than the marshal, faster than the deputy. I- 
Uh, yeah, that it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and he mentioned that he had uh had run-ins with Boba Fett before. Yep, um, saying that he was he worked for the Empire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that great line where he's like, uh, I don't even remember what the line is, <laughs> but we we were repeating it to each other this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got a new bad guy. Oh, another little tidbit that I got uh from the internet on Cod Bane. It's the same voice actor from the animated series. Oh, it so, is? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I liked that little tidbit. Um Yeah. Um and then from there, uh the syndicate goes and blows up the cantina. Yeah. Yeah. So probably a lot of them, maybe a Pro- probably all of them were dead. Yeah. Um, and it seems like that was just because they're on Boba Fett's side, yeah. right? They're aligned with Boba Fett, so they were hitting them in the knees, essentially. Um, and then we get the beautiful scene back with Luke Skywalker and Grogu, um, where they're, the school building basically has been complete. And Luke and Bo- ah, Grogu, <laughs> I was going to say Boba Fett, are... <laughs> Uh, kneeled in front of each other, and Luke presents him with an option. Take uh, take the chainmail armor and go back with uh, the Mandalorian, or take the uh, take the lightsaber and continue his training. Yeah, and we don't get uh, a clear-cut decision right there, right? Yeah. He kind of ponders on both of them for a minute, and then he looks up at Luke. So the burning question is, Cameron, what does he decide? I don't know. You don't have uh I keep going back and forth, but he seemed a way more uh he seemed a little bit more interested in the lightsaber, but yeah. uh he but since he heard the Mandalorian, he could choose to go there. Yeah. Uh in the lightsaber we should say is Yoda's lightsaber, yeah. which is a beautiful thing in my opinion cuz like obviously there aren't many of this species. We've only ever seen 3 in yep. the uh cinematic universe. Yoda, Yaddle, and Grogu. Yep, beautiful. Good job. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's got he's got Yoda's lightsaber and he presents it to Grogu. Um, yeah, I think it's really hard for me to decide. So for me, I think he chooses the chain mail just because that's kind of where the foreshadowing is leading. Because, uh, you know, Luke says his heart's not in the training for Jedi uh ahsoka says the bond between the mando and yoda is too strong um we know that leia is the first student yeah it's not grogu so grogu obviously doesn't stay i mean they could change that you know they could change that uh that bit of narrative to say like oh yeah before we ever knew a grogu leia was but you know we're changing that now um which wouldn't be a big deal in my opinion but i'm sure the internet would go in an uproar (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so I don't know. But at the same time, like, he could take the lightsaber. And then Mandalorian Season 3, um, the Mando requests Luke's and you know, uh, Grogu's help to go on to Mandalore, right? Yeah, and, maybe. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, a little bit of connection between Grogu and Mando again. But, you know, Grogu is still training in the Jedi way. Um that would be cool to me, you know, just like Luke basically like, all right, let's go on a mission, you know, see how it is outside of training, essentially. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then the third option that I suggested to you was that he doesn't decide. That and he, he just walks off. Yeah. And then like, you know, he leaves Luke with the ultimatum, like, 
all right, now what do I do? Do I continue to train him or do I send him back? <laughs> you know, um, maybe he's not ready for that decision. Maybe he still needs to unlock some of his memory in order to make that decision. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm very excited to see where that progresses. And it could be that he chooses Mando, goes with Mando, and then throughout their adventure, he does unlock his prior training because, you know, he does have prior training. Yeah. So he was with Jedi's. Right. So it's possible that he just unlocks it on his own, doesn't need Luke and takes up the mantle of both Jedi and Mandalorian, (laughs) which would be great. (laughs) (laughs) And then trains, uh, man, uh, Din, on how to use the dark saber. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that would be great. Little tidy Grogu <laughs> training Din. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not how you do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's the whole episode and a recap. What do you think uh, the finale holds for us, buddy? Uh, I think it's going to switch right into season two after this episode because they're going to, I think they're going to line up. So first they're going to do Grogu's choice. Yep. And then they're going to get ready to fight the pike. But no war. No war. I don't think they're going to have a fight. You do think we get the decision on this episode, huh? Yeah. Wow. I haven't thought about it. Like, if we get the decision or not. You know, I'm really curious on what this episode presents for us because I also agree that we don't get a war um, right away because I think it leads up to a bug above a fat too. And if they do the whole pike, you know, uh, if they wrap up the whole pike storyline, in the finale, it seems too quick, almost. You know, we we had the whole season build up to it, and then it's all wrapped up in one episode. Even though the past two episodes haven't given us any <laughs> extra like leeway into that storyline, um, so that I don't know, that'd feel too quick and yeah, it would just feel like very underwhelming. Yeah, underwhelming, exactly. Yeah, beautiful word for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, dude, I don't know. I hope we get the decision. That way we just, we get ready for Mando season three. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a Soka series coming. We have a Obi-Wan series coming, uh, which obviously the Obi-Wan doesn't really tie, tie into, into this, this but cause it takes place before. Yeah. But maybe we get to see like young Luke Skywalker in that. That's what I was just thinking about. Like yeah. maybe we're going to see a couple of run-ins with Luke in the. Obi-Wan series. Yeah, because he does know Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting, huh? He does mention a lot, like saying, oh, uh, this belongs to, uh, does he mean old Ben Kenobi? Right, because he knows who yeah. Ben Kenobi is, yeah. So that'll be cool like to see that initial <laughs> run in and stuff, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, that's all the all the time we have for this episode. Uh, next week's the finale. We have Bobby Virch of Northeast Collectibles calling in for that recap uh, and get his opinion on the finale and the whole series as a whole. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. Really excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, buddy. Well, that's another episode in the books. Thank you all for listening.